I want to go to whoever Post Malone's doctor was so I could look cool like him. Maybe they could do one fang with a diamond. Six carrots? Fuck me. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that that's a thing. But I mean, it's about right. Like, why not? When you can do it, do it. Who's supposed to tell you no? Double up. Three or four times, I ain't telling no lies. I spread it up. Never let a hard time humble us. Double up. Double up. Oh, my bad. I ain't telling no lies. my nose? I, just, yeah. I feel like my nose ring is whistling. I ain't telling no lies. I just. Five. Four. Three, two. That's time. I got to you that money. My dreams come true. My life in diamonds. Who knew? Who knew? This is a little bit more uh, difficult this way. It's Kasabian. Kasabian Lavo. Wow. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo Show. Live from Las Vegas, episode 197. I think I might get some things for episode 200. What y'all think? Something different. You know what I'm saying? Maybe pop some bottles or something for 200. I think, excuse me. Oh, shit. I think 200 is a big deal. I mean, again, it ain't really episodal. I think I really stopped doing the episodal thing. We just kind of number up. Excuse me, just for, uh, excuse me, damn man, my bad, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm my, this damn rock star, and every time I know it's gonna do it, and I still drink it, anyway, I think it's just for organization, welcome to the Kasabian Live Show, the show that never ends, the show that's about discourse, and things that are going on in the world, and honestly, things seem to be real peaceful, I kinda, I kinda like it, Besides the political things that are going on with the G7 and all the leaders around the world meeting, um, you know, you can't really ask for much. Uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing that, you know, the biggest stories of, of the day are Post Malone's teeth and Christy Teigen. Hey, you know what? The episode was going to be called uh, Pray for Will Smith. The only reason I say pray for Will Smith is because it's Tupac's birthday, and we all know that when it's Tupac's birthday, Jada starts to put up all her fucking Tupac shit, and Will somewhere doing the the face, just upset. But hey, let's pray for Will. Hopefully he can get out of this situation. While you doing that, like and subscribe. Tell somebody about the show. And when you do that, uh, you know you help the show grow. That's pretty much the easiest way to do it. Head over to klavo.com. Check out the merch. Check out the music. Play, stream. Um, head over to popple.co. Popple is a digital business card. It looks like that. When people tap that with that phone, it takes them to a landing page with your information. Phone number, email, website, whatever the case is, whatever it is that you may do as an entrepreneur. I mean, in the post-corona world, you got to have, you know, something at least state-of-the-art-ish. And why not a pop? It's cool. You can change your picture all the time. I mean, as a real estate agent, it's always good to, to switch up your picture and, and keep your your clients engaged. So being able to change it, it's digital. It's cleaner. They appreciate it. Uh, head over to popple.co and use Kasabian Live at checkout. That'll save you 20%. And um, just let them know Live will send you. Customize your popple today. Head over to hamper.co. Um, Hemper is a, a cannabis company. Well, they sell products. Excuse me. It's not a cannabis company at all. They do not sell cannabis. This is for the 21 and up folks. It's just a, a box with, uh, different 
cannabis pieces and different goodies head over to hamper.co and use saving lava at checkout i think it'll save you something i'm really not too sure what the relationship is with them right now but head over there and check that out so christy teigen seems to think that saying that she's sorry that she's sorry and she's sorry that people are going to believe the the bullshit to be honest this whole christy teigen shit is just uh, excuse me christy teigen shit is just you know proof that um when your day comes, your day comes. Like, bro, this lady's just been a terror to people. And, and you know, she's honestly fucking just run amok. And it just feels like her day came. And, and it's a wrap, man. There's only so many people you're going to shit on. And then you're going to say you're sorry. And, you know, it's just like when my, my son does something, he'll be like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I know you're sorry because you know that's what you're supposed to say when you do something wrong. You see, that's like Chrissy Teigen's like a child. She she says she's sorry, but she's not. What she did was was ridiculous, and she hasn't changed. She's the same fucking person. She's just aware of it, but she's still a douchebag, and she does so many douchey things. I think, honestly, that's like the most thing that she's guilty of, just being a douchebag. I wish her the best, though. Um, unfortunately, they never learn their lesson. People that are of this stature, that they feel like they are upper echelon in a different class, they um they get away with shit like this all the time, and there's nobody ever there to fucking to call them out on their shit. I was talking about Post Malone's teeth. I'm serious. Post got his teeth redone, and he added two diamonds to his fangs or his canines or whatever they call those teeth. I don't know, C9 or some shit. Um, twelve carats or something. Was it twelve? I think it was like six carats of tooth, bro. It's ridiculous. Was it six and a half carats? I don't know. Something crazy. Something crazy. Spent crazy bread on his mouth. And uh, good for him. Post Malone is the embodiment of every rock star, bro. Post is so dope. I um, was making fun of Will. But honestly, I hope nothing's going on with Will and Jada. Jada did post a poem or some shit she had for, for Tupac. And it is Tupac's birthday. So, you know, with everything going on with them, um, I never said that Jada did anything wrong. They was broke up when all that happened. And, you know, the internet will be the internet and the internet will always win. But um, nonetheless, that was a that was a fun time on the internet. And then today she's been online posting this, uh, like I said, this um, poem that she wrote that no one's ever seen. And let's see how many more of these fucking poems she's got. Because I know Will's somewhere going, oh, yeah, another one? Another one. Another goddamn poem for fucking Tupac, huh? Way to go. Um... Call her daddy. Um, listen, any and every podcaster, podcast group, podcast anything, that's striking iron. The Joe Budden podcast, striking iron. Believe it or not, the Joe Rogan experience, I wouldn't even say striking iron. I think that's just when you're just getting better and better and better at something, it shows. But it definitely wasn't striking iron. That, that took time to be what it is today. But nonetheless, a powerhouse. Um Joe Buttons, to me, it was a strike iron thing because of everything that kind of lined up and put him in the position that he's in at the moment today. Uh, Call Her Daddy is very special. So it was two people that came together. One person did more than the other, but they worked well together, so it wasn't a big deal. But as a business, it's so hard when you're dealing with IP and you're dealing with, you know, uh, well, first, anything that has to do with IP is very difficult because you got to prove that you came up with it and you have to have, like, clear evidence of everything you do. So you just got to keep paperwork, y'all. Like, don't ever get into business with anybody without having contracts written out. Um, 
the deal that Call Her Daddy ended up catching with Barstool was actually, again, for a brand new podcast that's doing pretty good, any money is great. Like, we get a couple of sponsor bucks, and, and I make money other ways with this, but not Call Her Daddy uh, fucking money not at all and it took off that podcast is hot fucking grease like that podcast has always been number one they broke up and everything and i think it's still popping i've never heard it so i'm not gonna lie and act like i know who the two women are or or what happened with portnoy and anything but nonetheless i think it's fucking crazy that they went what three years ago from just somebody on instagram with a video to cutting a deal with barstool to now cutting an exclusive deal with spotify and it looks like they're jumping to spotify fast not only are they jumping to spotify fast the 60 million dollar deal for three years so 20 million a year that's some bread um i think they just came to like a two or three million dollar deal or not deal almost like a a renegotiation for two million or three million with barstool and now this coming along, I wonder if they're using this as a buyout. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with Barstool. And again, it gets uh, it gets kind of shitty to think that Barstool doesn't get a cut. Because Barstool kind of made them. Mm. Again, the IP. See, this shit is nerd talk. But honestly, if you could figure out how to negotiate your IP, which is honestly right now today probably fucking thicker than gold. If you can negotiate your IP in something solid, you can cut a deal like this. This is a pretty great deal. Hey, Gilly Monster, honestly, I hope you lose Wi-Fi, bro. Like, I really do. I really do. This fucking guy. Anyway, uh, $60 million for three years is not bad. Especially for a podcast that uh was kind of going through some things. Either way. That was pretty dope. So uh, Christian Ronaldo moved the Coca-Cola bottle out of the fucking camera site, and it cut Coca-Cola's uh, value by $4 billion. The idea that Coca-Cola lost $4 billion off of somebody just sliding the drink out the way is crazy. The idea that that man has that much power over Coca-Cola is crazy. Coca-Cola's worth like $300-something billion, by the way, so it really didn't mean shit to them. But those numbers are in fucking sane. Good for him. The idea that just sliding that shit out the way it did that is is pretty amazing um kevin hart for some reason bro kevin hart does not stop doing this kevin hart loves defending his legacy i guess you can call it a legacy kevin he just loves fighting with 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 fans and it doesn't make any sense because nobody gives a shit like people say kevin you're not funny he's like so what i'm successful two things can be right bro like you can be successful and not funny like just because you're a comedian that has sales you got to remember it's a different time. Like today's numbers really don't add up to what numbers used to be. And and I'm not saying that they don't count, but you always say you have all these crazy numbers and, and you, you outsell this and number one this, number one that. And man, public opinion is always going to be public opinion. Unfortunately, Kevin loves to argue back with people. And it, it's just, yo, bro, I've been talking shit about Kevin forever because I think it's funny. Kevin loves the fake woosah bullshit like he loves always oh be peaceful be happy be thankful be this be that that's cool he don't mean it though and when shit like this happens it's very obvious kevin's very petty and he just feels like i get i don't know mm, i think he needs therapy there's really no point to argue with regular people over the fucking accomplishments you've made it's very obvious dog you you said it yourself you're a multi-millionaire and people making fun of you get over it you'll be fine crying your millions dog you'll be all right um what else that was it this shit was, it was uh, another slow-ass week. Resort World is offering cashless wagers, which I think is pretty amazing here in Vegas because you want to see somebody go broke quick. 
Go hit a table with just your debit card. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to talk about uh, Amazon for the next episode. There's a lot of things going on with Amazon. I've been really trying to figure out how do we... Um, how do we fix what's going on with inflation? How come the value of people never goes up? Like, these are real questions. Like, honestly, as a product and as somebody that, you know, deals with uh, economics, you you got to look at people as a product. And unfortunately, when talking about people and calling them a product, you know, people always have a bad taste in their mouth. But nonetheless, hear me out. The human product, the aspect of, of the worker, the value of the worker hasn't gone up in 30 years. The value of the worker, if anything, has gone down. Everything else is so fucking expensive and so high that the value of a worker is, is almost non-existent. And nobody has sat down and gone, why is this? Like, honestly, I don't have the brain to figure it out. But I don't get it. Because today's minimum wage, even though I don't believe in minimum wages, if we want to say that there was a minimum, it would be around $24. Just to be honest, that's a minimum because you have to look at it in this fashion. You should be able to get a job. I'm not talking about flipping burgers, but even flipping burgers, if you want to keep it a buck, shit, the way that they. The way that they value today's worker to what they did back in the day is starting to look like before unions and before people gave a shit. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like unions are going to make a huge comeback and you're going to see the value of your of workers go through the roof. The idea that the, the title that was given to people that work at, at regular grocery stores as essential workers has repercussions and those repercussions will come back to sting somebody in the ass like that shit will come back to them. You're not going to get away with saying that crazy ass shit. You know why it's so bad to say something like that? Because now you literally put a Superman cape on people that don't want one. But now they got one. And they don't get paid like Superman. But they work like Superman. And you see that as an issue. And then you always go back to the, oh, if you pay people more, you have to charge them more for the services. That, it may be true. That may be true. But at the same time, it, it ain't making sense no more. There's apartments that are aging rapidly, hundreds of years old, apartments that have never even been this old, and we're paying top dollar for it. Why is that fair? It, it is not providing the same shelter when you have homes. Um, Hold on. Let, let, we'll get into that in a second. When you have homes in these bad neighborhoods that are deteriorating, they pay more in power, they pay more in bills, they have to pay more in that area because the area itself is more expensive due to crime and due to insurance prices and things of that nature. So living in a bad neighborhood costs you more already and the prices keep going up and there's no jobs that are paying decent. You literally would have to work two jobs apiece just to live in a regular apartment today. See, here's the catch. Now, the comment is if you want to make a living wage, you got to get a trade. That's fine. You can get a trade. Unfortunately, there's a lot of trades today that won't pay what should be paid? Fuck, we cannot fuck McDonald's, fuck Walmart. Talk about the back end workers that don't make the money they should be making. How many people are getting undercut in jobs like construction? How many people are getting undercut in in these these casino jobs? Because we can talk about fast food workers all day. Fast food's a simple job and it should be left to children. But there's a ton of jobs that people haven't left. 
you know, a lot of people, have, you know, age has changed. There's a lot of things that are different, excuse me, today than there was 20, 30 years ago. A 60, 70-year-old person isn't as bad off as they used to be. Like, 50 when I was a kid was like, you're almost dead. That's not the case today. So even if you did get a trade, no matter how old you are and you jump into a trade, you're still going to be phased the fuck out. You can't even support yourself to get to the next step. It's even changed so much that... We can say from 10 years ago to today, it doesn't make any sense. Rents are so expensive. Cars are expensive. Gas is expensive. Everything costs more and they're paying less. No matter what we're talking about. From McDonald's all the way to the fucking, to the jobs that, that you know, like real estate and um, shit, the middle class. The, the BAs, the people that need to go to a two-year school, the people that have to go to extracurriculum, the people that have to go to a vocational school. They're still not getting their worth. It's just not a thing. It's not a thing. It's unfortunate to always compare the, the fast food worker to the middle class worker or the person that has to get extra education or has to, you know, put themselves into a class. Unfortunately, well, that's the case, you see. Unfortunately, we don't have a voice for everything that's in between. There's a lot of jobs that you don't necessarily have to go to school for that pay well. And those jobs aren't paying well because you can get away as a business owner. If you can get away with it, you're going to get away with it. It's a save. It's a save. And although the unions do fight for people in casinos, you know, they phase out a lot of other people. And that's the catch with the unions. Like at this point, we're going to need a, a overhaul on unions. We're going to need an overhaul on business. Like, and, and it's just going to have to be this way because of a town like Vegas, like we could talk what we want to talk. You can go get any trade you want to get. But in Vegas, there's more jobs that you don't need an education for than there's jobs that you need an education for. So when you have economies like that, you can't expect rent to keep climbing through the roof when the fucking highest job you can get is a manager at a fast food joint. And I'm not talking down on anybody with one of these jobs. If you can live off this job and live the life you want to live, congratulations and good for you. That's exactly what life's about, figuring it out. And if that's something that works for you, do that. Do that unfortunately living like listen there's places like in montana where a job like a manager's position at a walmart or something is crazy i mean you live in a big old house with multiple cars it's all very very possible it's just a matter of where you are and how you work it it really is yeah but still autumn okay we can automate all types of jobs but even that argument is still dead there's still many things in between like that argument where does it work that it changes anything else and if that's the case, then we have to figure out somebody has to lose money. The money has to lose somewhere because people have to be valued differently. Either we can't charge as much for rent. We can't charge as much for everything else if we don't pay people more. No matter what the job is, it's not fair. Cars cost more. Food costs more. Clothes cost more. But paying people doesn't cost more. This shit don't add up. I don't give a fuck if it, they're idiots or not. We still pay for bullshit and we're paying top dollar and more on top of them dollars for the same shit or less. And the average worker today still, still is undervalued. And I don't even believe in the minimum wage. I believe that you should be paid your value according to the job. But today, we need to really sit down and really discuss what that value is. Like, if you work at McDonald's and a McDonald's is making a million dollars a week and you only bring home $400 a fucking week, we need to really figure that out. I don't give a shit how big the McDonald's is. Like, it wouldn't operate without them. You could automize it all you want. You could put the robots in. But until you do that shit, I don't want to hear it. At this moment, people work here. This needs to be divided better. I say, listen, if we're going to start a minimum wage, just start at 23 
Let's just start it there. And then we'll see how everything balances out. Inflation is taking over. Nobody's doing anything to correct inflation. And unfortunately, people have a value and the value isn't coming. It's just it is what it is. We're overpaying for the shit that has no value. Your shopping cart looks emptier and emptier and you spend more and more and more. For what? The people behind the counter don't live better. They live worse. What's there to figure out? Very simple. How does a a new business owner like myself or any business owner sit down and say, okay, um, an employer should be worth X amount of dollars? Well, that's the thing, right? You got to figure out what the X is in your area. You got to know what the value is. Like, what is what is an employer worth or an employee worth to you? And how do we do that on a mass scale? Because it has to be figured out. There's still too many states that allow, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, every state has different values to things. Nah, well, here's the thing. When we come to profit sharing, you, you know, the profit's according to what you do. Period. Like the business could be running for 100 years, but nonetheless, if people aren't there, then the profits aren't coming in. So um, that has nothing to do with people that are at home. I'm talking about people that are working. I don't give a fuck about people that are not hands on. This conversation is for the workers. How do workers get compensated better? I'm tired of hearing billionaires say, oh, I wish I could pay more. No, you don't wish you could pay more. Like the guy with the pillows on Netflix. If you watch the fucking video on Netflix, the, the movie the it's one of the economy movies the guy's a multi-billionaire he owns a pillow company and he pays shitty and he's like oh it's only one of me i can't pay them more like yeah you could like there's really no excuse like he can pay more that's what i'm saying how do you figure it out how do you how do you pay people more that doesn't blow up everything else like i'm not trying to pay 30 dollars for a gallon of milk because then you getting paid more doesn't add up to me because at the end of the day, fuck all the, like, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Nah, you're not listening. It ain't even about starting your own business. You can start, there's only so many fucking businesses that could be started. At some point, people got to work for other people. Like, we have to stop doing it. Like, that's another bullshit, um, millennial shit that they, they fed us in the 80s and 90s. That, oh, you could do it yourself. No, you can't. It's okay to be a worker. It, not everybody can have a fucking store. <laughs> If their skills deserve better pay, then they can move on. How if the market is completely fucking cornered in? You got to understand, too, the market is actually in favor of the business owner. And you can't blame the business owner. I mean, you have to blame the banks and whoever the fuck ran the prices up. Because honestly, I don't think you got to pay more than 9 or $10 an hour to work anywhere. But I think that that should at least get you a fucking apartment. It doesn't make any sense. Apartments, the value of the city should not go up if the value of income doesn't go up. It just, it can't be. It's backwards. It doesn't make any fucking sense in a town that you don't need to be smarter than fucking 11 years old. Because there's really no hard jobs in Vegas. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Look around, there's nothing hard. We couldn't have a bunch of computer scientists graduating in Las Vegas if all the gigs were fucking casino and hospitality. It'd it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. It wouldn't make any sense. You, you would outskill the whole town. You would lose your entire... Listen, that's why I, this conversation is going to get better on Friday. Because I'll be talking about what's going on with Amazon. And Amazon's got a lot to do with this shit. I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't make any sense. How many people are going to start delivery companies? How many Amazons can there be? Like, you know, the the not everybody can start a business. Not everybody should start a business. And not everybody really need to start a business i think it's okay to work for other people 
Save that headache for other people. It ain't for everybody. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Sorry, it just doesn't. If milk costs more, people need to be paid more. If fucking houses cost more, people need to be paid more. I don't know how. I don't know how that happens, but it has to happen. I just, I don't know. Why is inflation able to change whenever the fuck it wants? Why is it that, you know, I've said it before. How come, you know, even as a tenant, when you're when you're renting in the contract, you can increase it 5% every year, 10% every, you know, year over year. When you go get a job, you should be able to negotiate the same thing. Like these jobs have skilled you out. You don't, There's no negotiation. There's a take this or leave it mentality that has fucked up a lot of shit. It ain't about fending for yourself because working for somebody else is fending for yourself. As long as you're being productive in society, you should not be ostracized or treated no type of way. So it's not about fending for yourself. And I don't understand what the problem is. Just because you don't want to start your own fucking company doesn't mean that you can't survive. You must be productive. I mean, look how ants live. You know, it's just there has to be order. It doesn't make any sense. Not everybody can be a business owner. There's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not about people not working. This conversation is not for people that don't work. So the argument that you're trying to make doesn't work because this is not for lazy people. This is for people that are working every day at jobs that don't move forward. But profits grow year after year in these companies and they're getting bigger and stronger. And the people at the bottom stay at the fucking bottom. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about those that are not working. That's pointless. This conversation does not concern them and it does not even fucking entice them to move this conversation is for those that work hard at what they do and can't seem to fucking get a break because everything around them keeps changing quicker than what's in front of them it just doesn't make any sense no you can complain because you're a product and they need you that's the prop see that's the mentality and you're not a business owner so you know that that mentality doesn't work that way because when you need employees sometimes you have to negotiate these bigger businesses that now run these smaller towns are able to come in and bully and not negotiate with workers it's not about starting your own shit like bro like how many fucking burger joints are you gonna start it just doesn't make any sense like if everybody started their own shit we wouldn't do anything we are a society we must work with one another the people at the bottom have nothing to do. That's crazy. You don't make any sense. Anybody that comes into the company has something to do with the growth of the company, no matter what company it is. From the person that sweeps the floor to the fucking CEO at the top of the company, you're full of shit. Sorry, bro. I'm not siding with you on that. You are crazy. The people at the bottom are the reason why the company keeps moving, dog. Are you crazy? Like, how do you figure? My furniture store doesn't move if the dude in the factory don't open the door, turn the lights on, and make the furniture, put it on the truck, and send it to me. Okay, now, then stop talking about the people that don't have skills. I'm talking about the people that have the skills to work good jobs, better jobs, and they still don't get paid properly, and they still aren't compensated. Those are the people we're talking about. Because there's a lot more people with skills than we want to give benefit to. They're just fed up of fucking going to work for assholes. Or they're fed up of working day to day, day in, day out. In something that just doesn't pay the way that they were expecting it to pay. Nah, there's very few contracts that are based on rate. And you know that. No, 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 no. We're not talking about agreements on regular gigs. The problem is you should be able to negotiate better and you really can't negotiate. There's most of these jobs that are just, they'll shoo you off. And that's not, no matter how fair or not fair that may be, unfortunately, like there's no respect to that product. We have to figure out why that product doesn't get more respect. 
And I get what you're saying. Yes, if you sign something that says you're going to get paid at X and then you get mad that you don't get paid more, that's cool. You're just resentful at your job, so you have to do something different. Now, I'm not talking about people that make, you know, nine figures. I'm not talking about people that are making multi-millions a year. I'm not talking about people that are making 100000 a year. I'm talking about the person that makes like 85, anywhere, like 60 to 85. Like you make some decent money and you still feel like you can't push forward because it's always holding you back. <laughs> That, yeah, but to say that we sign contracts for work according to your rate, I mean, that depends the type of job. Now you're talking about, you know, there's a reason why we have W-9s. There's a reason why you have uh, the, fuck, I'm drawing a complete blank. But that's why you have uh, uh, 1099s and that's why you have W-9s. Like, there's a difference in businesses. Nonetheless, not everybody wants to sign a contract with their independent contractor. Some people want insurance some people want job security some people will take less pay for more money over a longer period of time like that that is a type of negotiation unfortunately those types of negotiations aren't really being seen and in all honesty yeah you don't understand what a w2 when you have a regular employer that's what that is see if you don't work that way then the conversation doesn't work that way either for you you won't understand independent workers are different than regular workers you know that so they're going to have to pay tax differently. We classify them differently for a reason, because usually the employer is going to take the, you know, the brunt of the expenses to make sure that they just go to work and provide. I mean, it's a fucking circle of life out there. There's a reason why companies do what they do to entice people to come work for them. It doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't pay people well when literally everything you do is to get people to come work for you. So I don't know. Like, I don't get what what. I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense. I think everybody needs to sit down and either start negotiating for more money or or things got to change. Just shit just got to change. We can't just keep letting fucking all these prices keep going. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Bro, to live today, it doesn't make any sense. In Las Vegas, if you make anything less than $22 an hour, you can't live in this bitch. You need to be at least making 30 to 40 And I'm talking about regular. You're not even living good. Live good in this motherfucker. You got to be making at least 100, 100 plus a year. Simple. And I mean, most people out here ain't making that shit. Vegas is very, very poor. It's unfortunate. I understand what you're saying, because, listen, I'm a capitalist. I get it. I want to get it as cheap as I can and sell it for as much as I want to. Unfortunately, something's broken in the system. The money isn't right. The money doesn't make any sense. People work too fucking hard for nothing. Like, I was just talking to my wife. You develop relationships at work because you spend more time at work than you spend at home. It might not even be a sexual relationship. It's a whole... Pay less than a thousand living in a three bedroom where in the ghetto. I'm talking about living in a decent neighborhood, not living at the fucking poorest level of fucking living. Like, if we're talking living, by the way, can we just keep it a buck and living in the worst fucking part of town and living in you know subpar environment is not living? Like, that's basic starting out the mud shit. You're tripping, and where. Right, bro, I fucking, I do rentals every other day. Are you crazy? There's nothing like that. There's no three-bedroom in Las Vegas for $1,000. You're full of shit and you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy for that. There's no such thing. Right now, anything with three bedrooms, you're looking at shit anywhere from 23 to fuck for, or no, excuse me, about 1500 and up for a three-bedroom in Vegas? You just, you're not aware of the environment that we're in over here. Nah, I don't live in Summerlin. I live in Mountain's Edge. And that's not the point, is that you you still can't even live on the east side for $1,000. That's a fucking lie. That's how You just don't know what you're talking about. 
A two-bedroom on the east side, 600 square feet, running you almost $1,000 right now. So you're wrong. It's not even about balling. If I'm spending $1,000 on a two-bedroom, 600 square foot in the ghetto, knowing that the crime is high, knowing that my power bill's high, knowing that I fucking can't sleep in peace, like, nah, I'm good, dog. Like, you act like you live in the fucking hood. Chill. You know you live good. Relax. The argument ain't about living in the hood or living good, bro, because it do cost way more to live good than, than it fucking does to live bad. But that's not the fucking point. Like, that's crazy. Like, it's not even a conversation. We grown as fuck and we both live good. We live very good. Great neighborhood. Can't complain. Really not much crime. And it's not even, it, it's not the point. You're living on the east side. You're paying $1,000 for a two-bedroom that's almost 100 years old. Like, it does. It just doesn't make any sense. It costs you more to live in bad neighborhoods. So it's not even about it being a bad neighborhood or a poverty-stricken neighborhood. Honestly, if it's a crime-stricken neighborhood, you're going to be fucked. You'll be spending a lot more. And it's besides the point. Like, you could really make great money, live in a great neighborhood, and still be miserable because your job doesn't pay adequately. So it doesn't necessarily have to put you... You don't necessarily have to be poor to be struggling. Shit, there's plenty of people that make great money that live check to check. It doesn't really change anything. I mean, bad choices in life could put you anywhere. It's just Amazon. When I talk about Amazon, this will make sense. But yeah, the market in Vegas is is a clear example. Right now, average rent in Vegas is about twelve hundred dollars. Um, you're not gonna find no two bedrooms for less than a thousand, and if you do, they're off the market instantly. It's fast. If you catch it, and a lot of these owners are able to fucking jip you because they don't have to do any work. Just because it goes so fast, they go as is. Take it like this. They're not changing carpet. They're not painting walls. They're giving you subpar shit and telling you, yo, pay me high dollar because it's available. This bullshit. This bullshit. How do you expect somebody to live? Let's say somebody just started a decent job, went to a trade school. Like me, I went to a trade school. I graduated with, with degrees and shit. Boom. I'm making 45 a year living in a bad neighborhood. My rent when I was living in that bad neighborhood was $600. Today, that rent is $1,000. So it's almost twice as much. The kid that just came out of fuck a vocational school is going to make the same amount of money I was making 15 years ago. Now that kid pays $1,000 to live in the same environment I lived in. His power bill is going to be more expensive than my power bill is in a better neighborhood. He's not only going to spend more on groceries, he's going to spend more on gas and have to deal with all the other fucking repercussions that come from living in a poverty-stricken neighborhood. And still make the same thing that I made 15 years ago. Like, bro, I was just talking about this last week. My grandfather would talk to me about rent being 50 cents. Like, that was a thing. Not that long ago. And again, if my apartment, my first apartment here in Las Vegas was 600. It's not not an existing thing right now. An existing. Why can't I speak? The $600 apartment that I lived in is not even a thing right now. And it was horrible living. Like, don't get me wrong. I love where I came from. Cool. Like, man, we can say all this shit all we want, but it's a lot nicer over here. And you know that. And it's a lot nicer over there by the water. You know that. All I'm saying is that even you yourself can admit it's harder to live decent today. We just can't even live fucking decent. We have to make this absorbent amount of money to live decent. And there's no there's no sight of people being more valued. That's a problem. Even as a fucking person that's such a capitalist as myself, I find that to be a problem. I think everybody should make enough money to live decent lives. Why can't these uh, poor neighborhoods... Yeah, I know you motherfucker. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you call them on the phone and all you hear is noise. All you hear is... <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> you be like, yo, Gilbert, roll the window up. 
The window is up. Fucking waves, bro. Waves. It is. It, it's. It's not easy. You know it isn't easy. It shit takes time. It comes with time. I wish there was a way that we had uh, neighborhoods that were better off, um, not ghetto and not poor. If they were just starter neighborhoods, a little bit smaller, things a little bit less luxurious, but nonetheless, it's a, a pretty place to live that inspired you to do better because it's little and and but at least it's clean. You know, you know, give you something that that you don't gotta fear when you fucking wake up, like your shit gonna be stolen or, or that somebody's gonna fuck you over, uh, with with you know some scam or some rent or some bullshit. Yeah, fuck. Deutsche coin can lick the bottom of my shoe hole. Fuck them. I'm literally. I should have just had you call in. I didn't realize we were just gonna have this whole talk. I was saving most of this shit for Spotify. For Spotify. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to Spotify. I'm saving most of this shit for the next episode for Amazon because I think Amazon is creating an, uh, an a ripple effect in the economy that we're never going to be able to fucking um, repair. Rich people do stay rich because they don't spend. But depending on how you got rich in the first place, it's a whole different conversation. I mean, listen, when it comes to making money, age is a big deal. That's why when they say that there's a wage gap, I don't believe it. I'm not really in... Uh, yeah, I think we'll do the we'll do the hotline, but I'm not really into the whole wage gap thing. I don't buy it because it's an age thing. If you really look at it, you know, the first year out is always more expensive for anybody and everybody. But these are conversations that we've had before and we're not going to have today. Just not right now. But um, I think that was a better show. Really got into it. Sorry for those that are just listening and not watching. But anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you like and subscribe. Tell a friend about the show. Share. Um... Friday, we'll have the hotline open, the rush line, call in. My name is Kasabian. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Wine.